on behalf of the Media Ministry of Remnant Student Ministries. Thank you for listening to this recording of our Wednesday night worship service. It is our prayer that the anointed message of our leaders will not only bring encouragement to you, but inspire you as well to a greater love and service of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are Remnant. You are Remnant. I just want to read to you guys tonight uh, a couple familiar passages of Scripture. And then, like I said, we're going to get right back into worshiping because that's what I feel that God wants us to do tonight. So, uh, worship team, you guys are going to come up here in a little bit, and uh, you're just going to do your thing, okay? So, y'all just figure out what you're going to play. Not something we already played. God wants something different, all right? You guys got that? Okay, that's all he wants from us tonight. He doesn't really care what I say right now. And what I say isn't even my own words, it's his words. So, so right now, I'm, just, I'm literally going to read to you guys probably, probably three or four passages of scripture, and then we're going to get right back into worship because I just, I just feel his glory in this place right now. And that's what I want to do when I'm in the glory of God. When I'm in his presence, I just want to worship him. I don't really want to preach to you guys right now. But... We're going we're gonna to do this because then this fire is going to fall, all right? You guys ready for that? I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm prophesying right now. His fire is going to fall in this place. And if you're willing to receive it, then it will come to you, okay? All right, Acts chapter 2. You know, before I get to this, I'm going to break something down. <clears throat> all right. In John chapter 4, Jesus is talking to a woman at the well. And... And they're, they're having dialogue. They're going back and forth. And then she says, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. I just thought that was always funny whenever I read that. But, but then he says to her, if you would have asked me for water, because he, he asked her for water. And Jewish people don't ask Samaritans for anything. And he asked a woman Samaritan for something. So that's just the selflessness that God has. The, the amount of humility that Christ put on to ask a Samaritan woman who they didn't even deal with Samaritans. And women were treated like objects back in those times. So that, I mean, we all have the humility of Christ, so I can't really give you guys an example. But it was crazy for Jesus to even ask this woman to give, her, give him water. And, and anyway, so they're going back and forth. And then she says, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. And he said, basically, yeah, you're right. Um, and he says, if you would have asked me for water... I would have given you the living water, and it would have been a well springing up in your spirit. So, so that was Jesus defining receiving the Holy Spirit, okay? It's, a, it's like a well springing up. Who in here remembers, like, the first time they encountered God, and the first time that, that you just truly felt like your insides were about to burst? It's a well springing up from your inside, from your, from your abdomen. And, and so that's, that's receiving the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 20, Jesus breathed on the disciples and they received the Holy Spirit. That was the well springing up. Okay? Are you guys following me right now? Okay. So the well springing up is when you receive the Holy Spirit. Now there's a whole way better, amazing, awesome thing that happens in Acts chapter 2. John 20, Jesus breathed on the disciples. Acts chapter 2, the fire from heaven fell down on the disciples. That's, 
in John 7, Jesus talked about when you receive the Holy Spirit, it will be rivers of water flowing through you from your stomach. You can only get that from the King James translation. Every other translation says rivers flowing from your heart. Every, the, the King James says rivers flowing from your stomach. So we have, we have two different scenarios right now. A well springing up, you're receiving the Holy Spirit. You're feeling like your insides are about to burst. You're just so excited with joy, you're overwhelmed. That's, that's being breathed on by Jesus. Then we have the, the Acts chapter 2, the fire coming down and, and you speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. That's John chapter 7, the rivers of water flowing from your belly. Okay? You guys still following me? So, so really, the only purpose that I came in here tonight with was to tell you that if you've just received the, the well springing up, God's got a whole lot more for you. God's got a whole lot more for you. If you just have the well springing up, you receive the Holy Spirit. So it's enabled to you, you to, to walk in Christ and you to grow in Christ and mature in Christ. He's still got a river that's going to flow from your belly waiting for you. And like I said, when I was standing up there, he gives the Holy Spirit to those who mask. So whereas the, the well springing up is salvation, that's when you, you, know, you believe in Christ and you, you experience salvation, the, the river is flowing from your belly is being baptized by the Spirit. That's when you ask for the Holy Spirit. So you don't have to ask for it at the first. That's, he's given it to you. It's a free gift. But then you got to ask to be filled with it. You guys understand. You guys following me. Because I'm not ashamed. I'm a, I'm a Pentecostal preacher. I'm not ashamed to talk about this stuff. I'm not ashamed to tell you that, that speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance is like probably the greatest thing that could happen to you. But I'm also here to tell you that it doesn't stop there. It doesn't, it doesn't stop with you speaking in other tongues. It, it just goes forward from there. Because Jesus didn't tell the disciples to tarry in Jerusalem until you received speaking in other tongues. He said, tarry in Jerusalem until you in, were endued with power from on high. So, so as when the Spirit came down and the, and the cloven tongues as a fire came down, that was them being endued with the power and the tongues were just a seal of the Holy Spirit, just saying, that, like, this is from me. This isn't, you're not making this up. Because there are some, there are some denominations and, and Christian denominations out there that will say that speaking in tongues is demonic and speaking in tongues is against the Bible and that it's not for today. You'll hear that a lot. It's not for today. It's not for these times. But that's a whole other sermon about, oh, it's not for these times. Um, about it being demonic, if you didn't have it when you were living for the world, but you do have it when you're living for God, I highly doubt that's demonic. So does that make sense to anyone? It's, it's in no way demonic. You didn't have it when you were in the demonic realm, but you have it when you're in the heavenly realm and you're in, and you're in Christ. So I just wanted to get that straight right now. Any, any doubts in here? about speaking in tongues, being baptized in the Spirit, I just abolish them. So if you still are doubting, then I don't know. Holy Spirit, work on them. Okay, so <clears throat> Acts chapter 2. Uh, let's see how many verses am I going to read to you. All right, we'll see when I get there. I need like a flashlight 
you guys, hold on, you guys need to buy me like one of those head flashlights. So like when I'm reading, I could just click it on and be like this and just read real quick to you and then I'll turn it off and then I'll look up so it doesn't blind anyone, okay? All right. Acts chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then we got a lot more scripture. I'm not going to read it all to you. I'll break it down what happened. Um, the, the disciples got accused of being drunk. And they were like, listen, it's like 9 a.m. right now. We're not drunk. And so they were like, they're, they're drunk. They're speaking in other languages. And the disciples were like, no, this is, this is from heaven. This is from God. And then... Peter preached the, next to the Sermon on the Mount, Peter preached the greatest sermon in the entire Bible, and 3,000 people got saved, okay? That's awesome. That, like, 3,000 people, if I ever preached and 3,000 people got saved, that would be, like, the day I'm like, Lord, just take me to heaven. I would be like Elijah. I'd be like, Lord, take me up right now. But anyway, so 3,000 people got saved, and then, and then they were meeting together every day, and more believers kept getting added to them every single day. All right, you guys understand? This is the beginning of our church, so we have to know this stuff. This is like the reason we're here tonight, the reason we're doing everything we have is because of the work that Jesus did. But if it wasn't for this taking place right now, like we wouldn't have a church right now. This was the very beginning. So I'm a history junkie. Know your history. That anyway, then we go to Acts chapter 4. And... The, the high priest and the council that had just crucified Jesus were trying to hold Peter and John in contempt. And they were trying to accuse them of blasphemy. And they were going to do the same thing to Peter and John that they did to Christ. And then here's one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. Let me, let me find it. Hold on one second. Oh, I don't have it underlined, so you guys are out of luck. Anyway, I know it by, by memory, so that's okay. Anyway, so, so they're talking to Peter and John, and Peter starts to refute everything that they're saying, and he's like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And then it says, the Jews were dumbfounded for, and, or no, they, they gave glory to God for they perceived that Peter and John were common, ordinary men. And I, I lied. I don't have the verse memorized. But common, unordinary, or ordinary common men were doing all this amazing stuff. And they had just talked to people who had studied. These were like doctors. And Peter and John just walked up in there and told them what was up. And they were just like, I don't even know how to respond to this right now. Uh, wow, I thought you guys were ordinary men. But Little do, did they know that they were taught by the greatest teacher of all time. They were taught and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. What I'm getting at in everything that I'm saying tonight is that being filled with the Holy Spirit is the most important thing that can happen to you next to salvation. Because being filled with the Holy Spirit enables you to walk out everything that Christ walked out. You can, you can receive the Holy Spirit and 
you can have a pure heart and you can not want to sin and you can, you know, be ashamed of the things of your past. You can receive the Holy Spirit and receive all those things. But something that I found out and I see it over and over and over again is that those who have just received the Holy Spirit continue to stumble and they continue to fall and they continue to, to walk back into their old ways. They feel bad about it. They have a pure heart, but they have no power over it. Are you guys following me? They have no power over their, their desires and their sins. Well, guess what? I, I read you guys Romans 6 last week. We can be dead to sin and alive to righteousness. The way to die to sin is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You get, you get filled with the Holy Ghost and you're endued with power from on high. You're endued with power to walk out everything that Christ wants you to walk out. Okay? I don't know if Jesus wants me to read these other ones to you guys right now. What do you guys think? Do you guys want me to read some more scripture or do we want to worship? Okay. Thank, thank you, Tyler. Being bold. All right. I'm just going to read a couple of verses here. John chapter 14, starting in verse 15. I'm telling you guys, I feel like Tammy up here right now. I need glasses because it's like so dark. I can't read what's on here. <laughs> no, if I had yours on, I would be blinded even more. She's got glasses like this thick. Like, you guys ever seen those glasses that you, if you look at someone from the side and their glasses, like, you could see through their glasses because they're so thick? That's hers. All right. John chapter 14, starting in verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. This is Jesus talking, red letters. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's not a demand. That's not a commandment. That's Jesus saying, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Okay? Because I see too many people that say they love God and they love Jesus, but they're not walking it out. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they love him, but they don't show that they love him. They can talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. So Jesus straight up is saying, he, he's not like blasting them. He's, this is gentle Jesus right now, okay? If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And... I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells, dwells with you and will be in you. Again, receive, filled. He dwells with you. He can be in you. Who wants, who wants the Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you tonight? Come on. Who, who, seriously, who wants the Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you tonight? And... And because I have the Holy Spirit inside of me, I'm excited for this to happen because God wants to fill some people tonight, okay? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm not joking. Wait, you wait till Gab, come up and start playing right now. I don't know what you're going to play. Uh, set a fire sounds pretty good because fire is about to come. I'm not. You guys see this, this thing? It's not a joke. Like, I'm not standing up here, like, I understand I'm being really lighthearted right now, and I'm being funny, um, but it's not because I'm not taking this seriously, because this is the most serious thing that we can talk about right now. 
I'm just laughing because I know that when God promises something, he, he fulfills it every single time. When God promises something and when God, when God wants to come and, and just step into a place and just wreck everyone in it, he does it. Now, it's still up to you to receive it. In what I say again, Luke eleven thirteen. if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he will give it to, to you. It still takes movement on our part. We're going to continue in John chapter 14. I'm, this is the last scripture I'm going to read and then we're going to worship, and then God, God is just going to have his way. Verse 24. He's just reiterating what he said in verse, verse 15. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me because every charge must be established on the account of two or three witnesses. That's important. These things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go up from here. See, when, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it's an overwhelming peace that just overcomes everything that you've dealt with before. Not as the world gives. See, the world, the world's standard of peace and the world's idea of peace is is something that's strong enough to take your mind off what you're dealing with. Do you follow me? The world's idea of peace is is get drunk and you'll forget of your problems. Smoke a joint and your problems will be like you won't even be focused on your problems pop a pill and you won't even focus on your problems. That's the world's idea of peace. And Jesus said, not as the world gives to you, do I give to you. See, because those things, they may bring, bring peace. They do bring peace for a little bit. They make you forget about all your problems. I'll tell you I'll, firsthand, I know. But once they wear off, your problems are right back. Jesus gives you a way out. It's a river from your belly, flowing through your entire body. Not as the world gives, does he gives, does he give, because he's got the cure to your problems. 
He's got, he's got the perfect plan to make all your worries and your troubles not vanish, but he'll give you peace about them. See, when I gave my life to the Lord, my problems didn't go away. They didn't dwindle. They got worse, actually. And, and now, in my life right now, my problems are like worse in my, in my circle of influence. They're worse than they've ever been. Not in my life, because I'm living for the glory of God, so he keeps me sustained. Understand that when you're living for him, he'll keep you sustained no matter what's going on around you. You're sustained. You're at peace. See, I could be, right now, for, the, for those of you who know what is going on in my life, I could be like, woe is me. Pray for my family. Pray for my, my, my people. And, and just pray for me too. Pray for strength for me. Pray that, that I'm just able to stand up and I'm able to have joy through the day. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't have to seek out peace from other people. You don't have to seek out people to, to help you out in your circumstances. Because not as the world gives does he give. He gives you peace unexplainable, joy uncontrollable. And, and, and when you are so filled with the love of God, then everywhere you go, everywhere you walk, you can't help but spread that love. And you can't help see, because I heard it preached like this. This is, a, I don't really know how to give it to you, so I'm going to give it to you like this. That no matter what goes on in my day, no matter what goes wrong in my day, when I'm standing at a gas pump, that's not the story of my day. That the story of my day is Christ crucified and Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me now. So, so when I see hurt, my first instinct isn't, well, I'm hurting, so I can't help them out in their hurt. No, my, my first instinct every single time is, I need to go help them get out of their hurt. Because no one but the Holy Spirit was there to help me get out of my hurt. And I don't know, I don't know what we came in here dealing with tonight. We're not having an altar call. We're still worshiping. That's still what we're doing. But seek out the peace from Christ. Don't seek peace from man. Don't seek understanding from man. Don't seek just just your problems going away from man, your, your attitude changing about them from man. Don't seek it from man. Seek it from God. And let the Holy Spirit fall. Let, let, let fire from heaven fall down and just consume everything you are. So right now I want everyone to stand up. I know it sounds sappy in here right now, but it's about to be joyful. Father, I just pray that you come right now. Come, come on, saints, pray with me. Holy Spirit, come right now. Holy Spirit, we just praise your name right now. We praise your name, Jesus. Jesus, have your way right now. I thank you that you're alive and you're living, God. You're a living, God. You're not a God of the dead, but you're a God of the living. God, and you don't, you don't desire 
to, to keep us where we've been or where we're at, God. You desire to take us further, Lord. You desire to move us ahead. You desire to give us something that enables us to walk this thing out, God. God, as we begin to seek your face again, Lord, as we begin to cry out to you, as we begin to worship your holy and mighty name, God, I just pray, I, I beg right now, fire of heaven, fall in this place. Holy Spirit, come and consume everything that we are. Lord, we, we, we must decrease and you must increase. Not just in the world, but in our own hearts, God. In our own heart. We must, in, we must decrease and you must increase. Lord, you abound. You abound. Your glory abounds. Your steadfast love abounds, God. And let it just come right now. Holy Spirit, come. Fall in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope it encouraged you. To go further with today's message or to learn more about Remnant, connect with us online by searching Remnant219 on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are Remnant. You are Remnant.